Chime in, anytime. <laughs> oh no, I'm enjoying this far too much. Haven't you ever seen a rare hairless Wookiee before? Oh. Always remember I am here. Always remember I am Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed. Doesn't matter where we come from, Admiral. Our will to be free is what's going to be. I am no Jedi. I'm glad I gave you something to look forward to. That thing's not a Wookiee. Hello there, and welcome to episode 23 of Distant Echoes, a Star Wars podcast where we travel through the galaxy watching each episode of every Star Wars TV series in whatever order we please. I'm your host, Cassie. And I'm your other host, CT248162, Beard. At first I thought you were saying the last four digits of your social security number, and I was like, Wait, oh Jesus. I didn't, no, did I? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I actually I, don't know. I will listen back when I edit this. <laughs> And insert a different number yes. if I did. 6969. <laughs> nice. nice. That's his name, too. Anyway, your real name's Tommy, if people were afraid that that was your real name, not your real name. And today, we really are living up to our name about watching any episodes in whatever order we please, because I don't think we've gone back to chronological order just yet. We definitely haven't. I'm, I don't not believe that, because I actually know that we're not doing that. <laughs> Uh, we're, <laughs> I don't know. We I said, are, I don't believe we're in chronological order. And I'm like, I know that we're not in chronological order. Also, also, we're watching episodes very far uh, ahead of uh, where we've watched Season them. seven. Yeah. To be exact. Because we really like highlighting the best of Clone Wars with what is happening currently in Star Wars. And there's so much that we want to be able to talk about it. So yeah. because Bad Batch Season 2 drops September 28th. I was going to say, I think that one of the cool things about how Clone Wars has can work in what we're doing is it's kind of like this glue, <laughs> right? Like that holds a lot of different stuff together. Like there's so much stuff that we've already talked about that Clone Wars, you know, does does really well in terms of adding to the the prequel trilogy, right? Like, adding to that. Mm -hmm. We also have, you know, a deeper backstory into Obi-Wan, so we're able to kind of dive into, into Obi-Wan's kind of backstory. I think even with, like, you know, we didn't do, like, any kind of, like, Boba Fett-centric episodes before the Book of Boba Fett, but... You know, we had Cad Bane show up. We yep. had, uh, I mean, Boba Fett shows up a lot in Clone Wars, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there is this nice kind of like, and then we have, of course, the Bad Batch, which, you know, make their first appearance in Clone Wars and then have their own spinoff series, which is basically what you just said about how, you know, we really wanted to focus in on, uh, hone in on the Bad Batch episodes in, before we do dove into season one of that show. So mm -hmm. I just think it's a cool... It's a cool thing that, you know, that you're able to get inspiration from various different places. And even honestly, like there's just stuff woven into like all of the animated series, which is something really cool that I think I think they they were able to do and they continue to do. There's even, you know, in Rebels, there's lots of callbacks to Clone Wars and then there's connections in Rebels to other different things. So it's all just intertwined and interconnected. And I think this is a great way while there is so much new great stuff that's coming out to to 
to travel back to Clone Wars and have this fill in like a lot of those gaps. Yeah, we don't need to excuse it. We know some of the newer, the older episodes are shitty anyway, so it's well, fine. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, no, no. We'll go back. But you're right. What you said. Um, also, to me, the Clone Wars is just that. It's about the clones. It's about the clones. The emphasis is on the clones. Yes, we have the whole arc of Anakin becoming evil, but this show is what... I was just discussing this with Tommy. I didn't think that any of the unique clones show up in the movies. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's been very long since I've watched the prequel trilogy. We attempted it like a year ago and we didn't watch all of them. Well, I I don't know if that was... I I still... I mean, I... I want to still watch them. And we watched the first two. At least I watched the first two. Oh, yeah, two. I do too. I'm just saying that I can't recall because my memory is bad if there are any specific special clones that are shown in the movies. And that's what's so good about this series is that we sh- we get to see the individuality of the clones. And so, of course, the Bad yeah. Batch like just amps that up even further. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like the epitome of giving the clones a distinct personality, right? Yes. And, and we'll talk... We'll talk more about kind of the Bad Batch themselves, obviously when we get into the episodes, but also when we start the series, because we get a lot more in depth about mm-hmm. kind of where they come from. Um, so yeah, we are going to also rewatch the Bad Batch series before. Yeah, this is kind uh, of like our the, season one. Yeah, this is like our lead up to, so we're going to do these first four episodes that introduce the Bad Batch. And then we're going to dive into, right after that, we're going to dive into season one of The Bad Batch, which, which should is, take us like right up to mm-hmm. season two, which is, is kind of exciting. That's good because I don't remember very much that happened. Like, I remember vague things. Mm-hmm. I remember like the the majority of what happened, but like, I don't know. I want to sit down and rewatch it for sure before the next season comes out. I also feel like, and I could be wrong about this, but like at least in our friend circle, and not even in our friend circle, but like I feel like this... It obviously is, like, popular among Star Wars fans, the Bad Batch was. And they wouldn't keep making episodes if it wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, if it didn't do well. But I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of folks who I feel like that I know that, like, I would have expected to tune into it that haven't. Um, And I think that that's, I don't know, that could just be, like, a gut instinct kind of thing. I don't know if that's kind of a universal thing among Star Wars fans. Everyone was super excited, obviously, when they announced season two and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think that I I don't want to say that it's an underappreciated show because it's only had one season. But it also feels... Do you mean like specific people? When you say people that you thought were going to be interested aren't, you mean like our friends? Or do you mean like... I mean, not even... in general? I don't have like a... not Yes, like our... There's a couple... Steve didn't like Bad Batch. (laughs) I, I don't even mean like didn't like it. I just mean I don't think... People, I don't, people I expected to tune into it, um, haven't. Mm-hmm. And so I just wonder if it's as, I don't know. I, I just wonder if it's, yeah. if it's as popular. It doesn't get talked about as much as, and obviously like Clone Wars and Rebels have kind of a history and they've been out for a long time, um, and are much longer. So like, obviously it's not going to have like the, you know, everybody pulling, you know, f- from it as, as people do with like Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff like that. But it still doesn't feel like it's talked about as much, I guess, yeah. is what I'm getting at. And I part of me wonders, too, if it was kind of a little bit buried, right? Because, one, it's an animated series. And also, this this group of people came out in season seven, which just came out, like, not that long ago. You know? Like, yes. the Bad Batch was introduced in the very last season of Clone Wars, which, 
I mean, maybe some people had moved on from. I know a lot of people were really excited about that last season, but it was probably kind of odd that the first four episodes of this season that hadn't been out for a while started with the whole new characters. Yeah, and and I also too, the 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 Clone Wars kind of fandom is is still something that is a little bit of a mystery to me. And and what I mean by that is like, I it, everyone talks about it, but I don't. I also don't know like how i don't know how ingrained like everyday it is for like everyday star wars fans sure and so i think a spin-off show of that series is going to get like less attention sure too that makes sense um and again i'm not saying it i don't i'm saying i think it's not popular or that it's n- not well received I, I'm, I don't know any of that i'm just kind of speculating like it doesn't seem like it's it was talked about quite as much and i think that there's there's potentially like some big so, some big tie-ins that's going to happen in that show. There's, um, and, and we're not going to dive into the sh- to that show right now, but um, I just think it's interesting. I just think it, I think it's I agree. such an interesting, um, you know, yeah. such an interesting thing. Well, you mentioned um, Star Wars Rebels, and there being some connections to Star Wars Rebels. I wanted to note out too, since we're doing so, we're doing season seven, episode one and two. Episode one is called the Bad Batch. And episode two is called A Distant Echo. Whoa, that sounds really familiar. What a coincidence, dude. Um, the director is Kyle Dunleavy, who's also directed Myriad Clone Wars episodes. Mm-hmm. The writers are Brent Friedman and Matt Miknovitz. Um, I wanted to say that Matt also wrote for Rebels. And he also wrote Jedi Fallen Order, the video game. Oh, cool. Um, the cast is pretty small here. Tommy and I were joking because D. Bradley Baker obviously plays like 50%, if not maybe, I don't know, 80% of everyone that is in these two episodes. Particularly in The Bad Batch, there are literally episodes that I feel like it's just him talking to himself the whole time. And then he also plays Admiral Trench, who is our weird spider droid villain in these two episodes and the, the other two episodes. And I think he... I can't remember what happens. I know that he dies at some point, spoiler alert, but I can't remember if it's in these first four episodes or if it's later on in the season. Um, but he's also played by D. Bradley Baker. Matt Lanter, Matthew Wood, T.C. Carson, Tom Kane, James Arnold Taylor, Catherine Tabor. I'm not pointing out all these people because, you know, A we've seen the them already. Yeah. But then we also have David Accord as the poltican leader and the skakoan scientist so he's playing um one of the oh he's playing the main villager so he's the he's the he's the good alien race on yes. that planet and the i mean the, the, the races obviously aren't good or bad but like the the one who the village that actually helps them yes. and then the scientists that are yeah obviously not good um so yes so, going into the first episode, we finally get back to a moral, because we haven't had those in a while, because we Woo! haven't been watching Clone Wars. And the first, this is actually one of the ones that's actually really good, I Yeah, feel I like, like it a lot. Um, embrace others for their differences, for that makes you whole. Now, of course, this is connected to the Bad Batch, specifically. We start off, the summary of this one is Captain Rex and the Bad Batch must infiltrate an enemy base on an axis. Um, but like I said, the battle's not going well. Rex thinks it's odd because the droid army seems to know all of their strategies. Mm-hmm. And they'll go in and they'll fight and they'll do one thing and it'll be fine. But then when they're going through and they're doing it again or they're changing stuff a little bit, they seem to know what their tactics are. And he points out that they specifically seem to know the combat strategy that Rex knows. Yes. And yep. so he is very suspicious about that um, to Does- the point where... He's like, we need to do something about this. And Cody, Commander Cody, suggests that they get 
like a little tiny squad to infiltrate the cyber center. I thought you were going to say they get a little tiny squid. They get a little tiny squid. I was going to say there was a great moment where Rex is talking to Anakin. Oh, yeah. I hadn't gotten to that yet. Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah, go go ahead. Oh, no. That was the only, that was what I was literally going to say next. So go ahead. Yeah. So Anakin and Rex are talking and Rex... They, I, I love these little details, and they this, these happen a lot, especially in the older seasons. Yeah. They don't feel... They're, they do this early on, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like a character will like have a like nudge at another character, but it's very like surface level. Yeah. And it's usually like Obi-Wan and Anakin, right? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, Anakin, like you're such a hot shot, hot head, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're whatever. such a hottie. In this, in this, what I really like that they start doing, and, and that you get some of this, I think, as you start developing into like season five, season six, but like really in season seven, they, they are these episodes are very, like, well-directed. Yes. Not that the other ones aren't, but these are very well-directed, yes. very well-scripted. Very intentional with the animation and the voice acting. Right. Sure. And and so you get this moment where Anakin is looking at Rex and just has, like, this kind of look. And he's like, Rex, is there something else? And Rex kind of pauses for a beat and says, like, no, that's it. Mm-hmm. But you can tell, like, facial expressions and stuff like that that Anakin is... Yeah. Know something else is going on there. It, it's very like subtle stuff like that that you don't get early on in Clone Wars that like as the animation progresses. You're able to do that. You're able with, to like yeah. facial, like micro facial expressions and things like that. Whereas yeah. like in the first season, like everyone's just staring with the same expression. It's such a. I'm mad. <laughs> and, and you're not expecting Anakin to have this kind of, again, like you said, it's usually between him and Obi-Wan or anything like that. But he's, Rex is like his best friend. At this point, yeah. Rex is like really close to all of them. It's more than just like a, you know, a commander and his subordinate. It's a friendship. And so I don't even think this is, it might kind of be Anakin using force stuff to kind of realize that. But I think it's more or less just he can tell that something's off with his friend. Yeah. And I also think, right, this is coming off of the heels of Ahsoka. Spoiler for an episode we haven't done, but predates this episode if you're mm-hmm. watching the show in chronological order you know this happened but um ahsoka leaves the jedi order mm-hmm. right and i think that's like that's obviously devastating mm-hmm. to anakin and so i think i think that amps up his kind of like personal relationships right mm-hmm. and so i think that this plays out too and we'll see this in this episode and in the next episode where anakin is very like deeply concerned about Rex on a level that I don't even feel like we've seen. No. Up till this point. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's really, I think it's really nice. I think it's really well done. And also the other thing I'll say too is that, I know you're you're getting to this in like the, the synopsis, but what happens next where Rex is in the barracks and Cody and him are talking, it's such a powerful and like, re- and this is like, this is the moment when we started rewatching this episode, which is only like two minutes in, yeah. where I was like, God, this is... There's so many moments when you watch this series where you're just like, this is why this is such a good yeah. entry in Star Wars. Rex is just looking at a photo of, it's him. Fives. Good, fives. Uh, kicks. No. It might be Kicks. No, yeah, I don't. Because Kicks is in this Yeah, he's episode. in this episode. It's him, Fives, uh, Echo, uh, Jesse? Yeah, probably. The ones with names. But it's him looking at them and he's basically just like, I've lost, like, basically all of them, you know, Mm -hmm. and talking to Cody and he's just like, you know, people don't really understand how hard it is, like, you know, and these are, they consider the, like, the clones, 
themselves consider the other clones their brothers. Like, yeah. Because they, I mean, genetically are, obviously. But they also but- share that knowledge that he's, he's, I forget what he says, but he says something like, no matter what, we're just casualties to everyone else, is essentially what he says. Yeah, no like- one feels the way that I do about these deaths. Right. And even Mace Windu says something, I think he says it in this episode about, like, you know, it's not common, it's, it's commonplace to, to have death in war or whatever. Yeah. But, like, he points out, like, yeah, you just see another clone falling, but that's not what I see. I see my brother falling. Yeah, and it's especially, I think, it's especially a dagger to Rex because his whole... I think even then he's thinking like, could Echo still be alive? Yeah. Echo, and so we cut. It's it's interesting. We did the Citadel arc, mm-hmm. right? When we, we did, did the lead up to um, Obi Wan. Yep. And that's where Echo presumably died, mm-hmm. and part of the reason he he was basically just left there, right? Yeah, he was by blown up. Yeah, and uh, I think Rex carries a lot of blame for that, and we'll see that later on yes. in Episode Two. But it's it's fascinating, I think, because I think in a way he's kind of he's kind of reconciling with the fact that he also, in some ways, has had to force himself to think in that way too. Of like mm-hmm. the clones are just kind of fodder. Yeah, you we know, have to because keep going. you have to keep going. And I think when and he even says this, like in in the second episode, he's like, everything changed when I realized that Echo could be alive. Someone that he left behind. Yeah. Like, I think that's just... So it's why really, not am I going to... Why would, why would I not try to help that person? Yeah. You know? Really powerful. And we're only like two minutes into this. Yeah. Um, well, that, yeah, that was an amazing part. And following up to that is the entrance of the Bad Batch because we find out that that small squid, that small squid that they're going to bring <laughs> into the... Uh, I almost said Commerce Tower, the Cyber Center, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. Is the Bad Batch. So the next big thing that happens is the shuttle comes flying in, the fucking Marauder, just like, <laughs> of course it's got to be like, you know, extra. Just like, they're not going to stop. What are they going to do? Are they going to fucking kill people? Like, I was a little confused by yeah. that. It was just like, <gasps> fuck, coming down. <laughs> it's like, okay, we get it. You guys are weird and crazy. Uh,. And Cody's like, this is Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch. Apparently they have genetic mutations that make them super cool. And of course we do. We have Hunter, the one who's got sensory things. And... Sensory things? He, yeah, he has oh. like extra sensory capabilities. Got it, got it. <laughs> I almost said sensory issues. What are you... What are he you, has sensory issues. What Don't laugh ref- too loud around him. I, that's, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't want to anyone that. to clap. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just going to do like a thing where it's like, you I know, was like, is this a reference to something like an specific? intro? <laughs> no. Is this like Spice Girls? <laughs> no, I feel like it's like, um, I don't know, blah, blah, the one who does this and blah, blah, the one, you know, like, they're very, they're like they, spy girl, like spy girls or something. Like, they, they, I don't know if they took direct inspiration from the A-Team, but they're very much like an A-Team. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So they all have their own shit that we all know about already. Yeah, so there's, like you were saying, there's Hunter. He has like enhanced sensory sens- issues. <laughs> sensory issues. <laughs> he has enhanced. He has like some weird electromagnetic thing where he can like, he is good at hunting because he can, you can be, lo- he's never lost. He can't be lost. Yeah, Tech kind of describes it as like he has like heightened senses. Yes. Like he's, he, he's, I feel like he's basically like a Wolverine yeah. like kind of. He's got a cool Bowie knife yeah. thing that's like a laser Bowie knife. Yeah, he's very whatever. much like a, a classic. Rambo. Like, 
he's yeah he's rambo he's clone rambo there's wrecker who's my favorite who's just a big boy who can power lift uh gonk droids (laughs) while eating a chicken wing at the same time or a turkey leg or whatever animal he's actually eating. i mean the amount of times that he and he likes to scream a lot He's very loud. <laughs> he just starts screaming. He reminds me of like a kid playing an MMO and like they just keep like using the same emoji, just like ah! like the cheer emoji, like over and over again. We were talking about this and I don't know if he'll listen to this episode, but former guest of the show, uh, our good buddy Harrison, <laughs> he had a D&D character Literally in uh, an outer space campaign named, uh, I think D. Yeah, his name was D. His name was D and he was just like. He was like, if Wrecker could cuss. And wore a hentai t-shirt. And wore a hentai t-shirt, he would be Wrecker. Yes. Um, but, there uh, is um, Crosshair, who's a guy who has a ton of, he has infinite toothpick capacity, and <laughs> he can shoot really well. He can shoot any target. Yeah, he's basically just like Sniper Extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And then there is Tech, Tick, Tech, Eco, Rika, and Hunta. That's pretty good. Um... And so tech is the tech guy. He is very smart and he yep. knows how to fix things. Uh, and that's it for right now. Yep. Um, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. So they decide to go to the cyber center. Um, they're on a. They end up taking a uh, Republic ship, which this was actually cut out of this episode. Hunter's like, "Why are we going to take a Republic ship? They're going to see us and know who it who we are." Which is really smart, but they still take one anyway, and they cut that part out where he like makes a side comment and is like, we should use the Marauder because they wouldn't know. But they're going to shoot whoever's flying ah, at them anyway. Interesting. So the battle droids shoot them down, and Cody gets smashed under the gunship, and Wrecker has to show off his cool skills. This, the rest of this episode, I feel like, especially them infiltrating the Cyber Center, is showing off Everything that the Bad Batch can do. Oh, yeah. But they do it so Yeah, it's well. great. It's great. Yeah. So Wrecker literally lifts the entire gunship off of Cody and then flings him onto his back. Uh, and they have to go to the Cyber Center on foot. Hunter is able to guide them there with his extrasensory capabilities. They kind of make camp and he says, I know where we need to go. And then on the way... Really quick, before before yeah. they even leave the gunship, one thing I was going to say. that they I love how they show... Clone Force 99 working together because they basically take a piece of like they they like you were saying they show how each of them has like their own skill yeah and like Wrecker basically but they work like a well-oiled machine like in this moment like they they run up to the droids that are like the droid battalion and Wrecker is like holding them like the shield for Mm -hmm. them and then Tech is like calling out he's like using his his tech gear uh, to find like coordinates for them to throw uh, like electromagnetic pulses that mm-hmm. then uh, Crosshair will shoot and it'll basically yeah, he create shouts a out the coordinates and he knows exactly where to shoot them. It's really yeah, cool. It's a really cool way to like just say like when they're in like in the moment like working together like mm-hmm. they know each other's beats and each other. And we get to see this too. I think this is in a later episode, obviously, where they. Or is this in Bad Batch? I can't remember. The training center where they go through the training. They go through the training of the clones and they just tear it. Like, they're so good at it. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, they... I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember if that's... I'm pretty sure that's in Season 7. I don't think that's... Because because Bad Batch starts off with Order 
No, no, no. I think 66. it is. I think it is. I don't remember. I don't recall. Anyway, they're a well-oiled machine. They literally are like an RPG group with like the different roles well thought yeah. out and they all do the things they're supposed to do. It just sucks. They don't have a healer, but that's okay. I guess Tech is kind of their healer because he's smart. But they end up getting there. And Crosshair and Wrecker have a little tip about whether Rex or Hunter should be in charge. And we see this a few times. They're like, why are we going to let this reg be in charge? This reg, this reg, this stupid reg. And Crosshair throws a toothpick at him earlier on. Uh, Which, again, like I said, he just has another one because he has an infinite amount of toothpicks. And Hunter intervenes and is like, look, like. Just let him lead. It's going to be fine. Also, Hunter's a sergeant and Rex is commander. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, well, they that's I, the whole thing, right? Is that they don't really follow the rules. They sure, don't yeah. really follow the rest of the clones' rules, which is the big thing in Bad Batch. They're like following the rules. And they're like, we don't want to do this. Something's fucked up with these people. And that's the whole thing is that they leave, they leave the, uh, the clone army. Uh, when they get to the control center, they take it down and they intercept a transmission that Rex says sounds human. It does not sound human. It sounds like a robot. <laughs> we were laughing at this. I guess he finds it familiar. Maybe the yeah. cadence is familiar because literally he would know Echo's voice. It's his own voice. It, so Once it gets to like the very, like I think the, the last like moment of the episode. As is Tech C- is translating it. Yeah. Well, I think it's, yeah, it says like CT and then it says. Uh, CT uh, 1409. Yeah. And it that does sound a little yes. more. And that's human. Echo's number, which Rex immediately recognizes. And you, you really see him like become more hopeful here. He's like, something is definitely up. I'm absolutely right about this. And we start to see in this next episode, his desperation and impatience to find Echo, which ironically, Anakin has a problem with, which I think is really funny because Anakin's always the one that's rushing in to help people. Yeah. Um, and this is where we move into the next episode, unless you have anything else to say about that one. No, I mean, I think this one is like super straightforward. I will say the um, environment in this episode. Although we see it more in the second episode, the crystal, like, the crystal flowers and stuff. No, that's in that's in this one. That, that, oh, okay. Yeah, because they go to Skako. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Skako Minor. Uh, um, yeah. Skako Minor. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, they go to Skako Minor in the second episode, but in the first episode, there's Anaxis. This, uh, yeah, it's like this. It's this really cool. Everything's like made of crystal. It's like yeah. crystalline. Even when they like 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 ships land, they and just stuff like land that. through the flowers and shatter all these beautiful flowers. Like, dude, have some. I'm telling you, there needs to be an environmental <laughs> group in Star Wars that's like a conservationist like group. That's like, hey, dudes, y'all can't be just right piling through here and destroying all these beautiful crystalline flowers that probably could make some cool stuff. I will say that 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 planet too does show up in other places. Okay, um, cool. So it does show up in in uh, Bad Batch in kind of flashbacks, Ooh. and then it also is in like just like various other like it's in a comic. Um, it's also on the Galactic Cruiser on a map, which hmm. is kind of cool. Interesting. Um, but but yeah, I really like that planet, and I also just I think it's like it's such a Clone Wars thing to have. Just like overgrown, weird looking trees. I love it. <laughs> like every, every every planet has like, oh no, it's a giant mushroom tree. Oh no, it's a giant uh, crystal it tree. Looks like a flower, but it's a crystal tree. Yeah. Um, and I think that's 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 kind of really cool. It reminds me of it's. It reminds me of what's that game that I was obsessed with for a few months, No Man's Sky. 
when you go to a random planet and there's just oh yeah, yeah the yeah. craziest like I, and everything in that game is randomly generated i'm going on a slight tangent but i just remember one time i landed on a planet and it was just a whole bunch of like decahedrons floating in the air <laughs> and then there was like some crystal globes that were filled with blood and they were just dripping blood crystal blood they were like humming and dripping blood and my little sister was playing with me and she's like um cassie come over here and and look at this and we like took pictures with it it was very weird good game by the way uh a little plug anyway so yes we move from anaxis to skako minor um anakin rex and the bad batch make a shot oh that's the okay so the motto of this one a distant echo is the motto <laughs> sorry the the moral the search for truth begins with belief okay that's uh, cool. Yeah. I, th- I like the first one. I won't one go too far into what pros and cons of that mean. But for this, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, no, I'm thinking I think... of a weird religious context. But for this, it's that he believes in Echo. It's literally that motto. Or Why do we keep, why do we keep saying motto? I don't know. That's what <laughs> that I put down. That moral is literally the truth is out there. The truth like is out there. Exiles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it always scared me. I'm sorry, one more tangent. It always scared me in X-Files when it wasn't that it didn't say that at the end. It would say something else. Like what? Every na- Like one time it was in Latin. It said something in Latin. And I was like, oh my oh. God, what's about to happen? Cowboy Bebop did that too. Because Cowboy Bebop ha- always had like the closing and like it would say like, see, Space Cowboy. But, but every now and then it would say something different. Life yeah. is but a dream. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. So Skako Miners, where they go. Um, but we first open up before they leave to Fort Anaxis, where they're waiting to be told whether they have a per- permission to actually go on this rescue Which, mission. I have I have something to say about that, but but continue. No, go ahead. What are no, you no, no. Say? I it, it 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 involves basically after we get through oh, the okay. whole, that whole scene. So Rex is really impatient about it. He's like, "Well, if we know that it's going to be approved, then why can't we just go?" And this is where Anakin's like, "Oh." Young Rex, you're acting too impatient. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? Which is really... Which is ironic because he then asks Rex if he can go see his baby mama <laughs> in, the, in his br- barracks. Padme's got like a little preco belly. Like they make sure to show that because yeah. she puts her hand on it. It's very cute. And they're very, very cute. They have a very sweet moment. Um, but I was going to say, it's also, it's a little out of character for Rex to be like, let's just go. Let's just go. Let's just go. Um, exactly but it's because he cares yeah. so much about echo no no no. i think it's it's out of character but it's also perfectly like in his character yeah. you know in this in this moment yeah uh, so that whole scene is funny too it's so cute there's like this really weird like sitcom energy that i get from like obi-wan being like what's going on in there and rex is like oh no. he's just looking at my equipment and obi-wan's like okay can i go see him he's like no I was like okay and then when anakin leaves he like tries to leave really fast and of course obi-wan says I hope you said hi to Padme for me, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is so funny because it's like, who the fuck are you trying to fool? Like, yeah, you've you've been in love with her since you were like eight years old. Like, Obi Wan's been there the whole time. Like, yep. what the fuck? Yeah, and it's- who else? Who else impregnated her? <laughs> I mean, anyone probably would because she's hot. But like, I mean, like. Duh! It makes me so mad that he thought that they were hiding something. So two things. One, I love. That that <laughs> it's very it's, this whole scene is very sitcommy and it also is like it's so weird. It, it's a little out of place, but also it isn't because I think that this is this is a very heavy episode. Well, it's also the very first episode or the second episode in the seventh season, so we have to see that transition, right? It's like right. oh, she's pregnant now. We're getting close to the end. That's true. Um, I also think that like I also think that it's it has to bring like a level level of levity. That's hard mm-hmm. to say because this is just like 
this this plot line is very heavy, especially Ooh. how the episode ends. Yeah. But um, I do think that <laughs> it is funny when Anakin's like, Rex, we have that thing to do. <laughs> and like Rex is like, what thing? And, and he's also like, no, we don't have time for that. <laughs> then he's like, we don't have time for that, sir. And of course, uh, Hunter's right there. Yeah. And Hunter's just like, I'll let you guys figure that out. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> okay, you weirdos. Yeah. Uh, but what I was going to say was, Anakin is not, he doesn't care what the Jedi Council is going to say. He's yeah. using the, the well, we have to get like a pr- approval from the council first so that he has time to go yeah. have the call with Padme. Because literally as he's leaving... He's like, oh, yeah, we're good. Uh, yeah, he's like, all right, well, we're going off on this mission. And Obi's like, well, the council. And he's like, and he cuts him off. And he's like, oh, yeah, the council says it's a great idea. And they just go. Like, exactly. He doesn't care. He yeah. literally. So I just thought that whole, like, that whole moment is very funny because it's like Anakin, like, oh, I have to follow. No, no, no. We have to follow the rules on this, Rex. Yeah. So that he can get what he wants. Do what he wants to do, which is like. <laughs> and then yeah. he's just like, nah, 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 fuck it. We're doing yeah, this. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, very Anakin and also very, like, it was. It was a very silly thing, but also it was, it was pretty funny. It was. It was very I funny. I also think that they needed, they probably needed to have, because this is like the second episode of season seven, like you said, so they needed to have like Obi-Wan show up too yes. somewhere. Because yes. he, has, he hasn't been in it at this point. Yes. Um, so they end up going to their ship and prepare, they go to prepare for the salt. And while they're in the ship, I think it's Rex. I can't remember who asked, but he asked not like, he asked the clone trooper or he asked the Bad Batch. Who they answer to. Yeah, yes, Hunter. And he says, uh, I don't know what he says, but he definitely doesn't answer. He says, uh, he said, that's a good question. I don't really know. <laughs> okay, so it was weird because when I was reading the summary on Wikipedia, they were like, he's reluctant to say. And I was like, why would he be reluctant? Like, does he even know who he actually answers to? Like, you know what I mean? Because the whole thing, the whole hint there, I thought, is that the clones don't realize that they're actually being controlled by... Senator, you know, Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah, I, I don't know what that... I It feels like they were setting up something sinister. Yeah, I don't think... I didn't feel like Hunter was being reluctant. I feel like he was literally like, hey, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get, like, reluctancy either. Yeah, he yeah. was just kind of joking about it. Uh, which, which is still to say, like, yeah, you don't know, because if you knew who it was, then it would be very odd. You know what I mean? Things would start to get a little weird. Well, and also they're... I mean, they're a special forces kind of group, right? So... Uh, I mean, I think that's that's a kind of, I think it's just kind of whenever any of the commanders are like, oh, we need, yeah, we need some. They people never to know go who in, their superior is. They probably get a call, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like kind of that yeah. kind of thing. I f- I feel like that's also very A team vibes. Yes, I'm saying I'm speaking out of my ass about dun, this. Dun, I know dun, very dun. little. I didn't blow up shit. That's about it. Yeah, I I know very little about the A team, but like I feel like they're also this kind of like rogue unit, like that doesn't answer to anyone but i'm sure there's but, like a... but at least one person they don't know <laughs> yeah we don't we don't answer to anyone except for that mysterious guy who tells us to do stuff <laughs> you know the president the man they say the mayor the mayor <laughs> you know what's up the mayor? mayor they have a phone like powerpuff girls the mayor's calling <laughs> like okay let's go <laughs> oh that's a better corollary that uh is the powerpuff girls no, yeah because no but it, that actually is true but they know the mayor anyway the mayor is stupid uh, they fly to Skako Minor, and they're attacked by these giant reptiles in this funny little moment. <laughs> right before that, they ask Echo, like, what What are the locals like? And he's like, oh, they're these guys. Oh, sorry, Tech. And he's like, they're these people that worship reptiles or something. And then a reptile attacks them, and he's like, there's a reptile. Yeah. Well, it's also funny. because he's, he's like, oh, there's, there's one of them. He's super dismissive and, like. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I think the, the, the. 
the Bad Batch have like a very antagonistic role in these episodes. Sure. Like, uh, a, a lot it's of very times. overly antagonistic. It's Wrecker, like, we gotta be so cool. Wrecker like literally fucking like choke holds <laughs> Rex a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> he's got a saw he's gotta beat him up a little bit. But um I, he's like very dismissive. He's like, oh yeah, the locals like they're very primitive. Like they worship these flying reptiles. And I was like, shit, I worship fucking flying reptiles yeah. too. If they're taking out gunships. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking they about? They sound pretty cool. And they obviously, actually, they have a really cool relationship with them. There's this little moment I'll talk about in a second, but it's not a huge deal. But I just thought it was cool. But they're struck down by these giant fucking reptiles, and one of them takes Anakin and flies off with him. Uh, and before they can like. Ev- ultimately escape crosshair shoots out a grappling hook and hunter just grabs onto it and is like all right i'm taking him i'm going to see him bye and like flies off yeah. <laughs> bye also anakin was uh in the episode with like the gods the force gods and the alien gods there was took the, the there was the, the reptile gods yeah there was the, the 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 brother who turned into a giant like he gets taken away by bats yeah, all like, the time yeah like clawed creature well actually maybe he didn't get <laughs> oh shit yeah he did he did, he did. Yeah. yes you're right about that um sorry i know that's so i was just funny. saying he gets like picked up by flying i just creatures i'm wondering yeah. how many times he gets picked up by flying creatures now because it's pretty funny so they follow them to their little area their little village and rex says hey guys like d- disarm only do not kill we're not here to like disrupt you know their life and their their wildlife or whatever and Hunter literally goes, okay, knock that boulder down and smash through the village. Yeah, and I'm like, like, what the fuck? Remember, no casualties. And then they, dr- <laughs> they drop a giant a boulder through the village boulder. that like destroys everything. It's like, okay. I guess the whole thought is like, hey, it's no casualties if they get out of the fucking They'll way. They'll jump out of the way, whatever. <laughs> I swear I thought one of them was going to die. Well, uh, also... <laughs> I thought the, they were going to kill one of the dinosaurs or one of the flying reptiles, which would have been bad. No. So what happens is the reptile gets off Anakin. Yeah, Anakin at the exact almost moment, dies. And then Anakin rolls out of the way and then the boulder comes through. Yes, so exactly. So they almost fucking murder Anakin, Absolutely. which actually probably would have been good. But yeah, in, in the long run. In, in the been long good. run, yeah. <laughs> they would have saved the whole galaxy. Uh, eventually, Tech ends up interpreting and calming the situation down, which I think is really cool. You can see... Um, the, the language being transcribed to like galactic basic mm-hmm. on the other side of his, uh, f- like, um, visor, visor, which is really cool. And so the aliens eventually agree to lead them to the city of Percol, but no further. And they're like, just take your war off our planet. Like, we don't want anything from y'all. And so before we get to the city that they're going to, we see, uh, Wat Tambor, who is like this. You described him as this, like, Fallout 3 energy, Dude. like, alien. He looks like a mad scientist. He looks like a Frankensteinian, like, laboratory-coated. And they, like, float weird. Like, you can't see their feet. I love the tech work that they did. And when I say they, I mean, like, the animators. On, yeah. Like, and, and, like, the art directors on this particular episode because, like... the All the new aliens are cool. Like, they're, they're even really the Pultakians cool. or whatever, they're really cool looking. But also, this is, like, the... This is an outer rim planet, right? Yeah. Like, so, like, it makes sense that, like, their, their technology is gonna look different yeah. than, like, a lot of other technology. And so it's, like, has this, like, steampunk yeah. aesthetic. And, it's like, cool. So the other thing that's really cool about it, too, is, like, like you were saying, these aliens just gave me such, like... Like Fallout. You know vibes. what it reminds me of? It what? reminds me of speaking of Bethesda. It reminds me of Morrowind, because we have these weird mushroom trees, like these big trees and stuff. And then we have the, um, the Dwemer in Morrowind, which are like these steampunky, like cavernous thing. I don't know. 
I've yeah. kind of been into that a lot recently, but it just reminds me a lot of that. No, I so think it's that's kind of cool. I think that's cool. Yeah, um, I I love the design. Sorry, I love the yeah, design no. of that that alien yeah. race. And I also don't know, like, are there like because they all have like these these like glasses, mm-hmm. and I'm like, is that part of their you physiology, never know, right? Or is it's that like just with like, the Tuscan Raider, you don't know if they're ha- wearing like a mask or if that's like part. Is it like partially part of their body? Like, yeah, yeah. it's very interesting. So, like, were they born like with you know, steampunk? Yeah, they're born. <laughs> so you're born punk. You're born steampunk. They um. So this guy Watt Tambor, he is talking to Trench, who is the like arachnid monster that's actually or arachnid alien that's also D. Bradley Baker. Uh, which is why we said that he's literally like every other character in this these two episodes. Um, Trench warns him that the infiltration team of clones... Um, oh, no, Watt Tambor says, hey, they traced it to Skakor Minor. They're here now. And Trench is like, what the fuck? And Tambor tries to say that they're probably okay because they have like this corporate neutrality um, because they're the they're part of the uh, techno union, which is like a commerce guild. Techno union, sorry. Yeah, the techno union, the techno union. Yeah, it's just like all of this stuff. Like, oh, I just hit somebody. It's cool. cool There's a fucking- whole page on the techno union and the commerce and like the commerce union that they're part yeah. of. But they actually apparently played a big role in the war, um, like. Yeah, I think we they're get, they're neutral because they play both sides. We get more in the next two episodes. I do believe we get a little yes. bit more into the techno union. The other thing I was going to say is, sorry, this is jumping back, but I meant to say this. In the first episode, I was like, everything's so cool about this episode, except for like they keep calling it the Cyber Center. Like, yes, it's just like the lamest fucking. It sounds name. so it dumb. Sounds like, it sounds very nineties. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like fucking Micro Center, which is like a PC building. <laughs> Like it's where you That's buy like PC parts. That's what it was. Like, oh yeah, y'all want to go down to Cyber Center and pick up some Best RAM. Buy? Like, yeah. I don't know why I had like a pick up some RAM. <laughs> like That's a, some good clean a RAM. Country accent, but like, I don't know. It was just like that was like very disappointing. But Techno yes. Union, I will say, it actually sounds really. I dope. do like Techno Union. It sounds like one of those like future, non-future, like retro sort of things, like the Techno Union. Um, so, yeah, they're like, okay, maybe we should start. We, maybe we should stage a trap since we know that they're coming. Uh, on the journey, Tech, they start to go on foot now because they don't have their ship anymore. And Tech is momentarily unable to detect Echo's signal. And this is where we have this other tense moment where, you know, obviously Rex starts to feel a little self-conscious about the fact that they're all going here to find Echo. Whereas, you know, Hunter says, well, you know, maybe this is a trap. Rex is very defensive about it. Gets in a fight with Wrecker. Wrecker chokeholds him one more time. And Anakin takes him to the side. No, he punches the shit out of, uh, I almost said sharpshooter. Um, Crosshair. Crosshair. Mm -hmm. Because Crosshair is very much like. Crosshair's like, like, whatever. He's like, like, I don't blame you. Like, you, like, I would have done the same thing, uh, you know. Uh And then he says, like, of course he has to say, like, besides, he's just a reg. And that's when, like. Mm Mm-hmm. Rex is like, I'm going to fuck you up. So and that's then what's he... funny is that Crosshair has almost the same viewpoint as other people do yeah. about the clones, right? They're like, oh, they're useless. Like, they're just bodies. Not that, you know, the Jedi think that, but that's end up, that, that is what happens, what happens, right? But I also think, too, like, God, I love Rex in this moment, too, because he, <laughs> even though, again, Wrecker has literally choke hold, choke held. Yeah. Above his He's head. He's like, I'm gonna make you smaller. He and like... steps up to yeah. Wrecker. Rex is fucking... But it is like... And <laughs> oh, that's also... Wrecker has the funny line of like, Hey, why don't you pick on someone who's not, not your, your size? size. <laughs> it 
which is stupid, but also like I love it. And yeah, and then that's when I kind of wish Wrecker was voiced by instead of all the clones being voiced by D. Bradley Baker. I wish all I wish D. Bradley Baker voiced all the clones except for Wrecker, and Wrecker was voiced by Patrick Starr's voice actor. <laughs> well, I actually think I love his voice. No, I do for, too. I yeah. just think it would be really funny because um, it would add to the the dumbness of his him. his like. His voice acting chops, like, for oh, doing all of them. So incredible. Is so, good. so good. Like, the nuances between all of them are so good. Um, but Anakin takes him aside, too, and is like, look, you do need to prepare yourself for the thought that Rex or that Echo is dead. And he says, yeah, I will. I, I believe he's alive. But if he is, I'll deal with it. And so, you know, Anakin kind of concedes to that and they move forward. Uh, however... When they finally do get to the the place they're going to, um, to trace the signal, so they infiltrate this tower, and it's funny they're going up in an elevator, and Anakin's like, "All right, guys, let's be quiet." <laughs> All these droids turn around and see them, and Wrecker's like, "Yeah, Leroy Jenkins!" and just goes in there and starts shooting everybody and screaming. And there's a moment at the end where everybody's dead, and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." It's <laughs> so. I fell in love with him in that moment. I was like, I always, I don't always want to end up loving the big stupid lug guy, but like, he's my How favorite. How can you not? He also, he's so funny. we also get like the, like little, little tidbits of his character where he's like afraid of heights. Oh yeah. And he's also on the ship <laughs> lifting up the gonk droid and just eating a turkey leg at the same time. Yeah. But he, he says, he has a great line where, and this is before they get into the elevator, but obviously he's like terrified of getting up in the elevator too. Oh, yeah. where he says like no i'm not afraid of heights i just have a problem with gravity when i'm up high yeah like, which is like that's a that's a really good that's yeah. a really i like that a lot it's like, so cute and it's a through line that continues we see in bad batch there are moments where he's like afraid of being up high yeah. he's like on he's a tightrope and legitimately stuff legitimately a big teddy bear and i think he actually even has a teddy bear like oh he does he batch, has yeah. like a little animal he gives to um omega it's so cute so they plow through this tower honestly and they almost get to the end, however, then we see Watt Tambor come up on a view screen and they're like, we know you're here, we've laid a trap for you, and he calls um, the mountain is like, Echo's, your friend's dead, like, and Rex is like, no, you're a liar, and he gets angry, and he bring, you know, he sicks the rest of the battle droids on them, which Anakin helps them dispatch, and while they're running through, they tear down the last kind of door that is barricading them from this, like, crazy laboratory that has the stasis chamber in the middle which again everything all of the tech is like so steampunk it's very even, unique even the uh the the the, the screens like the, yeah. the uh, it's the very 90s Union. tech though it's like very retro tech yeah it's really like they're cool. using their their monitors around where yeah. like normally a lot of the times it's either like a hologram a obviously flat or like or... yeah and so i just thought that was like a really cool it's really neat that like that is what like made me feel like so like so connected to like either like Fallout or like different things mm-hmm. like that where it's like it's like or maybe it's because maybe it looks so retro because their technology is technically more advanced than everyone else's and that you know later on we get the original Star Wars trilogy that has like retro tech and so they're maybe. trying to be like oh this is actually more advanced than what we have currently you That's know what I mean cool. trying to like retroactively be like oh this is you know but they even have I like, doubt it but like it's still a cool idea even the like pod that uh yeah that uh, Echo is in is is kind of the same kind of vibe, yeah. right? Where it's like this but weird steampunk But it's so vibe. morbid and terrifying because they open the pod and he's like 
completely emaciated. He's in his gray. Eyes. His, his eyes are like milky and white. Not even that. They're like his eye because he so he's connected to this computer, right? Mm-hmm. Sending out signals and stuff. They've like hacked into his like fucking brain. Yeah. His eyes are like twitching and like going all over the yes. place. Like it's, it's he doesn't honestly, have arms or legs. I mean, he's like he's got prosthetic limbs that are on his body. Like it is so dis- it is one of the creepiest, scariest one of the most horrific moments, it's, I feel like. It's actually, it's it's surprising. And we, we so we talked about this, uh, we've talked about this before on our podcast, but then when we were on uh, our friend Derek's podcast recently as well, we talked about just like how they, like, how do they get away with some of this stuff? Yeah. And like, it's, like, that is, it is, morbid isn't the right word for it, but it is very like, visually like, frightening, you yes. know? Especially it's unsettling. If- it's very unsettling. Because yeah. it's torture. I mean, they're torturing him. Yeah. And, and, like, this isn't complaint at all. I think that it's very well done. Oh, it's done. amazing. It's so cool. But, like, <laughs> it's also just like, damn, like, this is Yeah, like- they fucked him up. And so, of course, Rex runs to him. And that's basically the end of the episode, right? Yeah, but what's it's really... It's so jarring, though, that, like, it ends when you, with you seeing him alive. But he's basically, like, half dead. You're like, is he dead? Is he alive? Like, what the fuck is going on? It's not explained yet. It will be in the next episode, like, what they're, we've, they've actually done to him. Yeah, but there's a couple of, like, really key important things. One, as soon as he wakes up, he thinks he's still on the Citadel. Yeah. He says, like, well, I gotta get to, like, the Citadel ship. So, like... Basically, like, he was, like, suspended, or his brain was suspended Mm -hmm. at the last moment. Yeah, out of his lapse of unconsciousness. Yeah, and then he, like, kind of wakes up, and he's like, what what happened? And then he says to Rex, like, you came back for me. And I think the way Rex responds to that read to me, like, there was, like, because he he responds, and he's like, yeah, I did. And there was, like, a bit of, like, guilt, I think, in that. Because it wasn't as He didn't. Yeah. He didn't come back for him. Yeah. And... I came he, back for you, but only when I realized you were so alive. Yeah, you know? he did. But then he's like, he kind of like, he's made up for it, right? In yeah. this moment. But also there's that, that, that Ugh. pang of like, but also. He God, didn't. that's so heavy. Yeah. Rex is such a good character. He's, uh, he's such a good guy. Rex um, is like, yeah, I mean, he's, there, there have been a lot of characters that have spawned, obviously out of Clone Wars that are phenomenal. I think like, Rex is probably... I mean, we haven't seen Rex in, like, live action. We're getting Ahsoka. Oh, I want to get him so bad. But, like, man, he's the one who I think... He deserves to have live action time. If Cad yeah. Bane gets live action time, which is understandable, Rex needs live yeah. action time. Yeah, he's just such a really phenomenal and has, like, such great character growth, too, that you can just see. And also, I feel like his story is so well fleshed out in absolutely in Clone Wars, and and in this episode, these episodes too, like you get so much of his backstory so quickly. To, they do such a great job of just reminding you of like the character that he is, mm-hmm. and how connected he is to the rest of the clones, and mm-hmm. how much he connects them all. Yeah, like he's really the one. I feel like that really. The Bad Batch have their own unique thing because they can bond in the fact that they are all the same in their uniqueness. But Rex really reminds the rest of the clones that we're all the same and, and we're brothers. And yeah. that we need to take care of each other. And that's really important. Yeah, and we're going to see, too, like, Echo obviously has, plays a major part in the next two episodes. Um, and A lot of PTSD. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, he's such a tragic figure that yeah. they do... A, a cool job with um i hope in the bad batch they 
in season two, I should say, they they give like I, we get a little bit of his backstory. I feel like in season one, or not backstory, it's but mostly like, Hunter centric though. Yeah, it's, it's about the relationship between Hunter and Omega, really. Yeah. But I want to see more of like Echo's journey. Too. Absolutely. So, but I do, I do think these two episodes, like we've finished up with them, and I was just like, God, I, it's so, I, it, I don't, I'm trying to think of the word. It's so infrequent that like. You know, you have a show where it's like you watch one episode and you're like, God, now I just want to go back and watch all of it again. Like, And I feel like with with Clone Wars, it's like that happens so often with yes. some of the later episodes where it's like, especially these ones where I'm like, Ugh. oh, man, this just reminds me of how. Season when- seven is such a gold mine of different moments and episodes. And there's a lot of them in five and six, too. But- when Clone Wars is bad, it's like. You know, it's forgettable. Yeah, it's whatever. When it's good, it's really fucking good. Yes. Like, it is some... It, I would say that it is some of... When it is very good and hitting its stride, it is some of, if not the best storytelling in Star Wars. Like, yes, absolutely. In my opinion. Like, it's just... I, w- I agree with you. And I think that these, t- like, four episodes are, like, encapsulating mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. that. And, and like you said, all of season seven is kind of there. But, like... Even even because like I think the rest of season seven there's a it's a it's it's very I wonder if also they know that this is the last season so they're like we're not gonna take any stops we're not yeah. gonna have some weird side side things there are a few but even the side things are really good yeah. like that whole droid arc with R two D two and C three PO I think that's in this one no it might that's, be in six I think that's in a previous. I don't know but it's so good <laughs> yeah that was a cool one too but but I I think you, there are like some. I wouldn't call yeah. There's there's some characters that get there's like new characters that are introduced that don't play like a heavy role in like the finale. Yeah. Um, but even those that, that those episodes are really great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's just like it's kind of circling back to like what this is introducing, like the Bad Batch. Like, I think the other thing that's really great about Clone Wars is when it's it is clone centric. Mm-hmm. As silly as that is to say, like the Jedi are awesome too, but like. We My- get enough of them and other stuff. Like, yeah. it is actually real. This is the Clone Wars for a reason. Like I said, it's about the clones. The clones have such a just great, tragic arc. Yeah. They um, could have been just, they could have decided to neglect them entirely. And the fact that they didn't open it up for this, like, monumental study on the human existence. Yeah. And it's just fucking awesome. And you get, like, all levels of it, too. Like, you get the serious clones with, like, Rex and uh cody and, and and like a lot of the the crew and you get like a lot of like heroic moments and then you get the silly stuff too with like the bad batch you know yeah like i i would classify them as obviously they have their serious moments too which again we'll talk about them when we get into uh, i just remember right now that we're gonna be rewatching <laughs> yeah. bad batch season one and i'm so i'm actually really excited i liked that show so much and i, I, I actually really like these characters a lot more than i even thought i would because with characters like this they could they could come off as really one note. And I don't think they ever do. Like, no. I don't think they ever, like, there's moments where it's like, okay, yeah, Wrecker's being Wrecker, but it feels authentic yes, to the does. characters. Yes, it does. So. Absolutely. I'm so excited about that. And yeah, I think, I think um, when we get to the, like, conclusion of these two episodes, I think there's a very fitting kind of, like, brief intermission for mm-hmm. the the Bad Batch uh, before we, we jump into their full story right like these are very a good introduction for these characters absolutely well that will be it for today's episode um you can find us on twitter we're at distant echoes sw or you can find us each individually tommy where are you located in this galaxy i am at awkward comma on twitter oh yeah twitter 
And I, I'm at Cassie Thulu. Tune in next time when we discuss the latest gonk droid powerlifting competition and why Wrecker has been banned from participating in all of them forever. <laughs> Wait, we, we have two things that we need to plug. One is our new Instagram. Oh, yes. <laughs> I made an Instagram for us and I'm going to I'm going to be better at posting our clips of our videos. It's really cool because I've seen a lot of the, the rest of the podcasting community on there. So I've been trying real hard to showcase all of their episodes and things as well, which is really exciting. What is that? What is that handle? I believe it's the same thing as our It's Distant Echoes SW. Cool. On Instagram. Yeah, so find us on Instagram if you haven't already. And then the other thing is uh, this is kind of a beyond the outer rim thing, but your your foray into God, well, I keep almost I saying Fortnite, an, but it's I not Fortnite. An, I made a Fortnite. Uh, I made an Animal Crossing Instagram to showcase my islands that I've been making, and my la- latest island is Tatooine. Yeah. So I've been doing a very Star Wars centric Tatooine desert planet. I have, if you're familiar with Animal Crossing, I have Dobie on there, and his name is Dobie One Kenobi. And um, it looks, I mean, it's got all the iconic moments. It's got the twin sons. It's got Luke. He's got the, you know, the Lars hut. It's got Obi-Wan's hut. I'm actually thinking about, I just had the idea to make the little processing plant where they're they're processing the meat that Obi-Wan works at in the latest (laughs) Obi-Wan show. And then if you go inside the villagers' houses when you visit, there'll be iconic moments from all the Star Wars movies. There's like the inside of the Millennium Falcon, things like that. But I'm having a lot of fun with it. So if you want to look at that, my Instagram there is Cass is Crossing. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that's it. We should have done this before the uh, the other shout outs. That was my fault, but. That's okay. Uh, yeah, well, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.